Hey, what's going on everybody? This is uh, Cronus, the Jitscast is back. This is going to be a kind of an interesting episode because uh, my instructor Mauricio has been gone for the past couple of days. He went back to Brazil for the holidays and so the, you know, the higher belts have been doing the classes and for the first time, well not the first time, but this is the first time I've, I've been doing a class that I've taught some classes that I've actually been prepared to teach and I put some thought into it and it's been uh it's been pretty interesting I, I want to give my my thoughts on uh, on, th on teaching jujitsu and uh how I like to teach my classes because it's uh it's a little bit different uh, over the past couple of months uh, I, I've noticed that more and more I've been not as receptive to to just to drilling uh techniques anymore and it, it's not I'm not trying to uh I guess say anything negative about my instructor obviously I, mean, I, I love uh, Mauricio he's a great dude he's a great instructor but for me personally um, I, I feel like I'm not learning as much from from doing uh, technique drills because I, I know at this point as a purple belt I know uh, a lot of techniques is just obviously certain ones that uh, I want to do and certain ones that I want to work on and I feel like I'm not getting uh, a lot out of just um, those kinds of drills and so I, I, I still do them with people. I, I still come to classes and do drills. Um, I'm not going to say don't do them because I think that's ridiculous. I think you that you have to learn techniques somehow, right? So that's, that's a good way to do them. But um, one of the things that I noticed when I was a white belt is that when I first started doing jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, I learned some techniques and, you know, I first started with like the Americana and a couple of, a couple other moves. And, you know, when, when you're doing uh, those types of drills, learning techniques, uh, you're doing it on a willing opponent in the beginning, right? And so what happens is, you know, you start learning these techniques and you learn how to do them on a willing opponent and then you start rolling. And then when you start rolling, you notice that um, it's, it's quite different when you're rolling with somebody um, because obviously they don't want you to do them on them. And so that, that presents you with uh, some problems. You know, because it's not happening the way you thought it's going. It was going to happen, and you kind of get lost. And then I started noticing there were some white belts that that I would talk to, and even some other, you know, non-white belts that would still they would not have plans from certain positions, or some white belts that are you know a little bit more more advanced, or people that I would think are more advanced. Um, they wouldn't know what to do from certain positions, and uh, you know they wouldn't do certain techniques at all. And they you know there's certain positions that they would favor over others. And um, I wanted to kind of figure out a way how to reduce the amount of time of them being new to jujitsu and learning techniques and learning how to roll and kind of like blending that together um, on how to kind of speed up the kind of uh, I'm lost sort of uh, area where I'm pretty much everybody in jujitsu gets there. Like where, you know, you start, you know, doing jujitsu and you get kind of lost on like all the techniques and all the new positions and you don't really know what to do when you start rolling or you get to a position and you don't know what to do from that position and so as I was thinking about it I started thinking about well let's try to do some more um, positional drilling you know that way um, people can get to these certain positions and uh, we would start there and then I would give them some ideas on what I would do in these positions you know I'd say I'll, I'll give you an example so um, when we started doing uh, when I taught a couple of classes um, I started uh, four positions so what we would do is uh, we would do full guard side control um, 
full mount and then back mount. And so from those four positions, um, I would first give them an example on how to submit from those positions. And then if you're on, you know, the bottom or whatever, or obviously not from the car, but if, if you're on like the, uh, um, the not advantageous position, how to get out of that position, so how to, how to escape those positions. So if you're in guard, if you're on the bottom in guard, it's how to uh, give them some examples on what submissions you can use. So I'd show, you know, some arm bars, um, some triangles, some amapata, stuff like that, how I like to set them up. And then I'd also show them some escapes um, on how I like to escape uh, guard and how other people like to escape guard. So I'd give them certain examples on how to do this. And so after I give them some examples, um, then we do two minute drills. So um, if, if we're starting in guard, the person on the bottom, their job is to uh, submit the person or sweep them. And if the person is in the guard, then their whole thing is to try to escape because obviously you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna submit somebody from the guard. It's highly unlikely. You can do it, but it's, just, it's not likely. So, and then from there, I would, um, I would watch everybody. You know, I tell them, you know, as soon as you submit somebody or you know escape the position you're going to reset immediately and so after you reset you know just start back to where you were back in full guard and then i would watch everybody as they were you know going through their things i would especially keep an eye out on the people that out that um previously kind of com not really complained but had concerns about them not knowing what to do in certain positions so i, I would watch them and see what they were doing and see what mistakes they were making uh, while they were in whatever position and then after, you know, after two minutes were up, they would switch positions. So the person that was in guard would go uh, on their back and they would put the other person in their guard and they would do the same thing. And I'd watch and um, I would see exactly, you know, what they were doing, what mistakes they were making, you know, what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong. And then after that time was up, um, we would have a small discussion. Now, the first time I did the class, I didn't do the small, I didn't do the discussion right afterwards. I would do the discussion at the very end. So one of the adjustments that I made is um, doing the discussion right after we did that positional drill. And so, um, as an example, um, like when we're doing some, when we're doing back mount, I noticed that two people were doing the same mistake when they were trying to do the rear naked choke. Um, they were basically not getting their arm all the way through. And it's funny because like right afterwards, some, uh, one of them asked me, you know, well, my, my wrist hurts when I'm trying to do the rear naked choke. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. Cause you know, I was already watching you do that. And I, I already had an idea of, you know, what you can adjust to make this more effective and not hurt your wrists because they had to get their arm all the way through to cut off both carotid arteries. And I think that um, certain uh, sometimes people, they understand submissions, but they don't understand necessarily the mechanics of why we do the submission. So I tried to really break down what you're trying to accomplish in those positions. And I think that that was going to help, that would help them more to understand what they're trying to do. Because in a rear choke, you're trying to cut off blood flow to the brain. And it's usually through the, you know, the, the two carotid arteries. And if, if you're just putting your arm kind of shallow through somebody's, uh, around somebody's neck, and you're just cutting off one side, you're probably not gonna choke them out, especially if they have a strong neck or they're just a, a tough person. They're, they're not gonna tap to that. Um, the point of the rear naked choke is cutting off the blood flow of the brain. So I kind of explained that and I explained this is why you put the arm all the way through. And you know, two people made the same exact mistake, so um, that helped them out. And it was in every position, I, I would watch them and see, you know, how can we make some adjustments um, um, I, I saw some of the people that they, they were trying to do, you know, certain escapes. So we did some adjustments on their escapes um, and it ended up working uh, pretty well. And one of the main things that I was trying to accomplish is to really trying to, like I said, reduce that amount of time that it takes you to be in that, that really weird void of not knowing what to do. Because when you do these situational drills, um, as you're doing them, 
uh, you're gonna know right away what doesn't work and what does work. And I think that's really helpful because what happens with a lot of new guys is um, you start and you get to position and uh, you get reversed or you know, I'm sorry, you get swept and then you're basically, you're getting fucked up for the next, you know, 30, 40 seconds a minute or however long until you get submitted. And it's, it's kind of hard to really learn from your mistakes at that point because you're gonna start freaking out being like, oh, you know, I just got swept or oh, no, I'm getting submitted. So you're not learning necessarily from those mistakes because it's not it's not in uh it's not in your mind you're just worried about something else so in this way um right away you would know like this didn't work and you get to reset so you get to try something new even if you try the same thing again um you get to know that it, it still does it still doesn't work and afterwards hopefully if i'm doing my job right i can tell you the adjustments on what you were doing wrong what you were deficient in and how to fix it or at least my opinion on how you can fix it and uh, I ended up getting uh, some pretty positive feedback from uh, from this method and I th I'm gonna make some some other adjustments on, on how I'm doing it but um, people really seem to, to really appreciate it and people had um, uh, a lot of questions about stuff which I didn't think about because I at the very end of everything when uh, when you know, we were done with all the positional drills, all the, the, the four positions that I was talking about, I just opened the floor up and just, you know, asked them, hey, is there anything that you want to know from me? You know, um, anything that, that I do that you guys like or any any other questions in general about jujitsu that you guys want to know about? And uh, people like had questions. So I was like really kind of surprised that people had like questions on stuff, uh, particularly like uh, people were asking me like how I did my, my flying Kimura uh, somebody was asking me, there was, what was another question? Somebody asked me, um, oh, it was like, I, I was showing a, a back mount arm bar and they had some questions on how to finish that, um, and how to finish, uh, some other, some other, uh, submissions. And I thought it was, it was really cool to have that, that discussion kind of opened up and to, to see what, you know, they wanted to learn, um, for me, you know, at, at that time. And I, I thought it was pretty neat. It, it, it what was most neat to me is that I actually had fucking answers, <laughs> you know, because um, it's still amazing to me that, you know, I started, you know, doing jujitsu a little over five years ago when I had no answers to anything. And, you know, I was just some new terrible white belt that was, I, I wasn't good at anything. No, no positions I was good at. And I had to learn all this stuff. And um, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm accessible to anybody that has questions for me. Um, I don't want people to seem like uh, I have some secret fucking knowledge out there that I'm not going to tell you like what I'm doing. There was another guy that um, I was talking to that went to my Thursday class and he was saying that there was a gym that he went to and there was a purple belt when he was new that was uh, doing the same move on him and he was asking him how he did it and the guy said, he basically said he's not going to tell him. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty fucked up. That's not a, that, to me, that's not really a, a healthy gym environment. Um, to me, I want every person that rolls with me like if I submit you and if, if I'm constantly getting the better of you or at any time if, if, if I do anything that you want to know how I did it I'm going to tell you to the best of my ability because to me if you learn how I did that and you take something away from that and you make your game better and you learn my game you're going to make you're going to force me to get better I want you to learn what I'm doing to force me to change my game up you know I don't want to keep doing the same move and then expecting that to work on everybody. I, I want people to to call me out on my bullshit. If I'm doing the same move over and over again, I keep catching you with it, and you have no answers, you know, what are you gonna learn unless you ask me a question? Like, if you ask me a question, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like exactly how I'm setting it up because 
people are asking me how I set up the, uh, the we call it the flying Kimura, but I don't actually do a flying Kimura. It's actually a straight arm lock, and I, I I'm, I'm trying to tell people that more and more now. And now I'm, I'm I kind of call it more of like a it's a it's a concept that I'm using. It's not really um, a Kimura. What I'm doing is I'm using the Kimura type setup to set up a straight arm lock, and people they see me getting it from basically everywhere so I, I broke down for everybody today exactly what I'm looking for to set up my you know flying strut arm lock it's like I'm basically looking for wrist control and a certain amount of space between your elbow and your the side of your body as soon as I see that space and I can fit my arm in between your elbow and your body as well as having control of your wrist then I'm gonna go for it. And I really broke down exactly why I do that and exactly how to finish it effectively and efficiently. And um, they seem to be uh, really receptive about that. And uh, they're even trying to do it to me like when we were rolling. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. But I, I know how to, you know, I, I, I know what to look for. Cause I, the more you do a certain move, the more you should know how to defend it. Cause you know the setup, right? But I thought it was really cool that they were that they were trying to actually do it on me in a in a role. So I, you know, I, anybody that went to those classes, um, thank you uh, very much uh, for being there, and thank you for uh, for, for being appreciative. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm new to, to, to teaching, and um, it sounded like I did a, a, a decent job. And thanks for asking all those questions. Anytime you guys want to ask me any kind of questions, um, if I can answer the questions, I'll answer them. Um, if I can't answer a question, I'll be honest with you and I'll tell you that it's outside my wheelhouse, you know? So, uh, one of the things that I, I took from being a, a career, you know, IT guy is that I noticed that some people are kind of pompous about their knowledge and sometimes they will tell you they know things that they don't fucking know. And I'm not going to stray you down some path where I don't know uh, a certain move or a certain technique or a certain concept in jiu-jitsu. If I don't know, I'm just going to straight up tell you I don't know. And I'll, I'll try and figure it out with you, but if I can't figure it out, you know, I'll tell you I don't know. And um, if I know somebody that is better at that position or submission, then I'll, I will send you their way. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste your time on some shit that I, I don't, I don't know. So, and that's just to be brutally honest. I just, I don't want to waste your time. And I, I want you guys just to get better. I want you all to make me better. Um, and I hope you appreciate that. So I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Mauricio. Maybe I'll take, maybe I'll start doing some more classes. I don't know. Um, I really liked, uh, teaching. I thought it was, I didn't think I'd like it that much, but it was pretty cool. I, I, I really, honestly, to be, to be honest with you, I think the reason why it was cool is because I, I had answers, you know, and people seemed to like the way I, I, I ran it. So I, I thought that was, a uh, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I think that's that's enough about that. <laughs> oh, and I, I made some. Uh, I mean, I, I did make some mistakes in teaching the the positional drilling stuff that that went by pretty well. But when I tried to do um, like an actual submission drill of like kind of not free flowing, when I have like my mind to just do you know a certain submission, um, I'm known for having a, a, a pretty good uh, straight ankle lock. And I did a class on Friday, but. I made a couple of mistakes. First one was that the, the class on Friday was only an hour long. Um, and so I can only do, only have so much time to really teach uh, that class. And looking back on it, I could have done a much better job on explaining exactly why I 
I do certain things when I'm doing a straight ankle lock. I, I don't think that I explain well enough why I, people seem to, they, they liked what I, what I was teaching, but I'm just being critical of myself is I, I don't think that I, I, I showed them exactly why I did things a certain way uh, enough. Um, I don't think I explained to them the, uh, why you choke up, why I like to choke up so much on the ankle, um, the importance of, what is that? That's a really weird sounding car. Anyway, the reason why um, I kick away with my foot, um, I, I think I need to uh, kind of go back to the drawing board and write down exactly um, all the little fine details of the straight ankle lock um, so I can explain it better. Because I know for me, I, I like to be uh, detail orientated and I like to understand exactly why I'm doing certain things. Um, in, in all things, in, in jiu-jitsu it's even more important. It's really understanding the uh, points of leverage and I actually took um, you know when I when I retrospectively look back on my straight ankle lock class um, I remembered like what I was deficient in what I didn't explain very well and when I was showing my in my flying straight arm lock I made sure that everybody understood exactly the points of leverage and how to capitalize on leverage and exactly what I'm looking for why I'm looking for it and how you're submitting somebody exactly what you're attacking um, during the, the straight arm lock, but I didn't do that in the straight ankle lock class. So anybody that was in that class, um, I apologize, and I will make it better if I ever get to teach that class again. So I'm just gonna write stuff down and just, just refine it. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting uh, jujitsu uh, couple of months for me really uh, breaking stuff down I, I got to roll with Mauricio a few times recently and that's been a that's been a lot of fun I'm, I'm faring far better against you know other other opponents I'm learning um, a lot more as well I'm actually working on my triangles <laughs> I'm like I am not a triangle guy but I um, I watch some videos on YouTube but not very many um, somebody actually they thought that I watched like a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> Uh, Mr. Matt actually he, he was asking me he thought that I watched a lot of YouTube videos for, for jiu-jitsu and I really don't I watch some but it's only stuff that um, I think that I'm deficient in that I really want to learn like I'm not a technique collector per se like there's things that I know that I, I want to get better at and so I'll watch a video on that and um, John Donaher had a, a video on how to do a, a better triangle um, if you have shorter legs or like you know or bigger legs on how to really uh, finish uh, a triangle and I watched that video and I'm, I, I really um, even though I, I knew that you know getting the right angle is the way to really finish the triangle I mean that's the way you can that the better way to set it up is get the angle first if you have legs like mine because even though I've lost weight my legs are still pretty big and so once I started learning to get the, the right angle, um, that really helped me out. But he had some really good details on how to like get an extreme angle on the triangle. And his whole thing was at, when you get that extreme angle is to make sure that that shoulder is outside of your legs. And that's gonna cinch down the triangle even tighter. And I've been really working on that um, the past couple of days. Um, and if that, if that was something that didn't work for me, I would just throw that technique away. I'm not gonna try to learn a technique that is not um, appropriate for my style or my body type. And I think if, if you're somebody out there that watches a lot, a lot of YouTube videos, um, 
watch things that only apply to your style or your body type. Um, if you don't know what I mean, then you should probably watch less YouTube videos. You should probably um, go to normal class and then learn what your instructor is telling you and then uh, ask them what you are, what you can, what you're deficient in and how you can get better because they're gonna know uh, way more um, what you need to improve upon than some YouTube video. A YouTube video is good for techniques and stuff, but they're not gonna know what you're good at. I mean, they're just showing you a technique. They're not gonna be able to sit there and sit down with you and be like, hey, this is where you're messing up, that's where you're messing up, you know, um, this might not work for you. So just keep that in mind when you're watching YouTube videos. Um, one of the other reasons why um, Mr. Matt thought that I watched YouTube videos because I had like a few new techniques that to him kind of came out of kind of came out of nowhere because we've been rolling for a while. Um, my flying, uh, you know, straight arm lock was one he thought I, I saw from YouTube. That wasn't from YouTube. That was just from uh, me rolling a lot. Um, and then my straight ankle lock, which my straight ankle lock came because um, I had wrist surgery. Along people that that have been with me know me for a while. They knew this, but I had wrist surgery, um, and I couldn't. I wasn't supposed to roll for like four months and I had to roll with one hand for four months. Um, so I just basically put my, my hand in my in my belt and I would just hang out on my belt um, with a splint on. And I noticed that I can get a straight, uh, straight ankle lock still. And that's how I refined my straight ankle locks, basically because of an injury. And then I have this new move called the, the decapitator. And that also was not a YouTube video. As far as I know, nobody else is really doing, or I haven't seen anybody do that. And so the, the decapitator, is, it's a variation on a, uh, a north-south choke. Um, it's like a combination of a north-south choke with a um, Americana and it puts a lot of torque on somebody's neck and if you miss the neck it, it, you get the uh, the Americana from from north-south but that's just something that um, I worked on from just getting in the north-south choke and then um, learning about the Americana from the north-south from a guy named Joe um, he showed that to me and then I figured why don't I just leave the head in there still and then try the Americana as well and it puts a tremendous amount of pressure um, on your opponent's neck and if they're not flexible same thing with the uh, with the arm and if you miss the the neck you still have the arm so it's a, it's kind of a, a dual layered attack so yeah it's uh that's just from uh, Matt time and just being creative I guess so um, one of these days I might do like a a class or something on like my decapitator because I, th I think it's a pretty neat move <laughs> so and it's something that um, is unique to me uh, so yeah and I, I like it I mean it's, it's nice to kind of create your own moves and and have success with it so yeah I think I, that's where I'm gonna leave it off so uh, if, if you're if you guys have any thoughts on, on teaching please comment um, I, I would appreciate it if you have any advice to me as being kind of new to uh, teaching in jiu-jitsu um, I am all ears so uh, if you have thoughts on me using this method of uh, trial and error and positional drills, you think it's good or bad, uh, let me know. If, if you were somebody, especially in that class, um, give me some feedback. If you thought it sucked, let me know. If you thought there was something I could uh, could have improved upon, let me know. Because, um, like I said, I'm I'm new and open to uh, to criticism. I'm not going to take any criticism badly. Like I said, I'm new. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, pretty short jits cast but they all they all pretty much are plus i'm driving so it's kind of hard to talk and drive at the same time um, i'm almost home i'm almost home so all right that's it chronos i'm out of here peace